0: Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host, Hey, it's GQ here, and welcome back to the How We Solve show. Today, I have with me Valen, who is the founder of Behemix. Now, Valen previously worked as an AI scientist at Google and at other research institutes, developing advanced AI approaches and algorithms. At Behemix, Valen is constantly working on finding new ways in applying AI to take the online shopping experience to the next level. Valen, welcome to the show. Hi, GQ. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to dive into our problem for today because, you know, I'm always very uh, excited by the topic about AI. I'm not an expert at it, but I believe, you know, you can shed some light around that for e-commerce. So, Val, what's the problem that we're solving today? We're solving one or probably the biggest problem in e-commerce, which is like
1: shopping cart abandonments when customers add products to the cart and then they just leave without buying. We have most of the time no clue why they did that. And this is kind of like the problem that we're trying to solve with AI and the product returns. And the reason why we saw these two issues or problems is that these are like interconnected with each other, right? If the customers are about to ban the car, but then they still continue to buy, they will return more. And that's why we see these as an interrelated problems. And we want to tackle these both of them.
0: And I think not a lot of people actually understand. What percentage of their carts are getting abandoned? And I know that you guys have a lot of stats. So with e-commerce businesses, how often do carts get abandoned? What's the percentage of that? There is a common value that you can
1: read pretty much everywhere. That's around 70% of shopping carts being abandoned. And by shopping carts, I mean like not customers who come to your store, but like customers who add products to the cart and then they abandon the cart. So that's Around like 70%, which is a huge value, taking into consideration that a lot of money is spent bringing these customers to the site, right? On ads and advertisement, marketing, and emails. And this number is even higher for luxury brands. Mm. These were luxury brands because they cannot provide coupons. Other brands, they can provide coupons and then keep this value down to 70%. But for luxury brands, they cannot provide coupons because coupons damage their brands, right? in that case, their car abandonment rate goes even higher than 70%.
0: Wow. Let's talk about solving that because it sounds like for high ticket carts or high ticket value items, what's the first step to solving it so that you don't lose more than 70% of your carts, right? Because that's a huge number. Exactly, right. So
1: they all like procedures that usually brands that have this 70% car abandonment rates have in place, which means that they already implement these procedures, but still the car abandonment rate is at 70%. And these procedures are like more related to the UI, you know, like removing these generic frictions, simplifying the checkout process, maybe implementing a one click checkout process, right? So these are kind of like usually some standards, you know, like they, they are like solutions to fit all problems, which again, they don't really work in general because they fit the average problem, but not like other customers. And after this, the brands are usually go on other like incremental procedures, like for example, provide coupons that we just brought up. So, like the idea about coupon is that when you see a customer that has a high potential to buy, but they're still not sure about it, then you provide a coupon, and then maybe hopefully you convert that customer. Mm-hmm. Here, like we have different procedures of providing coupons or procedures, for example, like using AI to predict when the customer can abandon the card and then provide the coupon or, for example, making some intent base. When you see the customer is about to leave, you provide this coupon, right? So the idea is like it's not really important how you trigger the coupons. The issue is that you're going to provide this coupon and you're going to lose margins on site, right? First and second, you cannot provide coupons to all of your customers all the time. There are specific days of the year where you can provide coupons. There are like specific customers you can provide coupons, but not to everybody. And as we said like minutes ago, luxury brands, they don't provide coupons at all, pretty much. After the couponing thing, there are some other methods to try to reduce car abandonment, but this is more like trying to bring back the customers than reducing car abandonment. And we're talking here about like recovering these lost customers, the customers who banned the cards. And one of the ways is using emails, right? So while they still purchase online, you show a pop-up with a promotion, hopefully getting their email. If they add their email and then they still abandon the car, you have their email and you can send an email to them saying like, hey, we see that you left the price and car, do you want to come back? And maybe here's another discount. Everything goes around discounting. The discounting and the promotion seems to be the only way right now to drive customer behavior, which shouldn't really be the case because there are so many things within the shopping experience that they're not really important or related to pricing.
0: We have also seen this with the analysis and other procedures. I get the point about, like you said, pricing is always a key driver for people, right? I mean, if you're going to be able to get it at a much lower rate, then yeah, sure, you know, people might buy it. But I think that also begs the question that if you were to get a customer who shops with a discount, would they then be a returning customer? Because there's also, also the longevity of it, right? Maybe they'll just buy it on impulse now, and then maybe they won't come back. I mean, the prices go back, and then are you going to keep going like, hey, let's go low and just so you will buy? But I'm curious because you mentioned that luxury brands do not use coupons. That's amazing. So, what are some of the strategies or tactics that they apply instead? They'll heavily focus on the
1: emailing, trying to recover the customers. First, second, they're heavily focused on making their UI as smooth as possible, as simple as possible. You see brands like, for example, Sephora, Celine, and all these luxury brands like Gucci, they have a very simplified UI, and they don't really change it. They stick to it because they did a lot of AP testings, and they found these components of the UI that works, that works for the average customers. So this is basically what they actually do right now. There is a really big problem that is connected with a couponing and discounting thing. It's not really an obvious fact. And this is something that you can only know if you analyze data, if you collect the data, and if you like be able to connect these dots. And what we found out during the Black Friday last year for some of the brands in the state is that when they provided coupons, the customers who bought with coupons, they also returned more product. Huh. Especially the coupons, which are conditional. For example, if you buy more than $100 worth of product, you get 20% discount. Especially on this specific coupon, which is actually a very common coupon out there, right? So brands, they don't really provide you a coupon out of from house, you know, like you just say like, hey, here's a coupon and go buy some stuff, right? They usually say, hey, if you buy more than $100, different, $100 worth of products, you get a coupon of 20% discount, right? And in these specific cases, we notice that these customers return more. And there is a simple reason, because they just wanted to get the discount for the product they, they wanted to buy. They were not interested to buy more than $100 worth of products. They just wanted to buy one product with a discount.
0: That's why they added a couple of products, and then they just returned the products back. That's so interesting that you said that, because that's the, that's exactly what we were talking about just a while ago, that discounts might reel people in, but... If they don't necessarily need the product, like you said, just to get that initial discount, then you're going to return. Yeah. And this is actually something that is happening all the time. Again,
1: at BMX, we're lucky that because we want to optimize our AI, we also track the returns data and we're able to actually connect the dots and track the customers who bought with coupons or the one who didn't buy with coupons and see how the return rate changes. And the weird story here is that when you have an increase in the return rate, it doesn't translate to 1% percentage decrease in revenue. It translates to four or five decrease in revenue. Oh, wow. Cause you have to cover the costs. First of all, most of the returns policies are like free of charge. So you can return the product without paying for the delivery or shipping back. So this means that the brand have to cover the shipping costs. They have to cover the refurbishment, restocking, repackaging, reselling. And the weird story is what you actually don't know is that, or something that's not actually well known, is that the products which are bought and then resold as new when they are returned back, they actually get returned more because you can never make or repackage a product which was returned, which was once open, used, and returned back to make feel like a new one or look like a new one, right? And the customers, they buy this product, they notice this, and that's why they return it back. So this is kind of like the the issue with returns. And we're talking here about like the fashion brands, especially they have return rates up to 60%. Wow. Like the average, it's a crazy value. Again, it's not a well-known fact, and this
0: should be a well-known fact because it's a concerning fact. It is. Then, how does AI play into this whole aspect? Because it sounds like you have already kind of solved this issue, right? I think it's like a two step thing. I think you were saying that it's not even just about the uh, timing or the intention during the shopping experience itself, but also the understanding what to do to prevent that in the future, right? So, how does AI play into all this? How does Behemix help this situation? Here's kind of like the story of Behemix we want to actually solve
1: the car abandonment and return rates. And we wanted to first find out why customers abandon the cards, because that's really important. When you provide a coupon, you don't know this. You just hope that it's gonna work. It's like these solutions that you don't know the cause, but you just give it away, like antibiotics or something. You just take it, maybe it works, maybe not, right? And we want to actually tackle the root here. And when we use AI to analyze why customers abandon cards, we found out that. Not all reasons why customers abandon cards are linked to the price, which was a really important factor because again, it shows that customers and the coupons are not really always a solution. Not always we care about the price. When the product is like 12 bucks or 20 bucks, I don't care if I get a 20% discount. Yeah. And usually most of the impulsive purchases that happen out there, they are not like $500 or something. They're like 20, 30 bucks. So that's why coupons and the pricing here, it's not really a main issue. And going through this process, we, we found out that there are also many reasons that the customers abandoned the cards, again, which are not linked to the price, which we can actually solve if we can predict these issues or reasons beforehand. So that's why we went to build the AI, which is behind Behemix, which with very few clicks in the beginning, can predict with a 95% accuracy if the customer is going to abandon the card. And in case, yes, why? The main reason. And just being able to know this in the just few clicks, it's just crazy and it's impressive because, again, you can take the steps to avoid actions that the customer could do or would do that would lead to car abandonment. Like a very simple example here to simplify the matter, one of the reasons why customers abandon cards is because they add too many products to the car. Everybody is doing it. I like a product. I saw an ad. Great. I added to the cart. I'm just about to go and buy it. I see no interesting product. Oh, cool. Let me add it too. Let me add this, this, this. And suddenly you find yourself with some products in the car. When you go to the car, you don't really have the budget to buy all the products. But you want to buy maybe, but you do not have the budget. So you get now lost. You want to make an impulse purchase before, but now you're like confused and lost. And what happens here is like you just leave the store without buying. So... Here you go. You just lost a customer who was about to buy the product that you showed an ad to, but then you confuse the customers with all the product recommendations and promotions and coupons and all the stuff. So in this case, our AI would be able to predict beforehand that the customer is going to add too many products before they add the second product. And we'll predict that they will abandon the cart because of this. Okay. In that case, we would take preventive measures to remove all these frictions, like removing all these recommendations, product like frictions, and going to the car, for example. Even reminding the customer that, hey, maybe the card seems to be ready. Why don't you just check it out now, right? And see what you have in the car, right? These kind of like soft notifications, soft reminders, soft nudges without pressuring a lot, but again, without promoting anything. The idea is like promotion is not the solution that works all the time. And instead of customer, they just need support. They just need to be advised or suggested, and you need to remove all these frictions on the process. This is basically the idea behind the AI and BA mix.
0: That's a really good example, because I think I wouldn't say most, but some shop owners, they'll think of like, hey, let's offer as much recommendations or personalized recommendations as much as possible. Because the idea is that you want to grow the card value as much as possible till they check out, right? Like, hey, instead of making like just like 10 or 20, let's aim to like get $200 worth of products in that cart. But you're right. Because if I came in with a mindset, I was ready to spend like maybe 30 to 50 and I end up walking out with like 200. I'm like, okay, now I have to spend the time to think about what items I want to remove, but I I have like maybe decision fatigue and I don't necessarily want to do that, then it's like, okay, bye-bye. And I like that you said like in this sense, it's a good case of less is more. After maybe adding one or two, that's kind of when you want to nudge them towards the checkout, so you actually get a conversion versus a a card abandon.
1: That's definitely the approach that we see here. We believe that if or AI predicts that the customer is not going to spend a lot. In that case, you should just remove all the friction of the process. No recommendation, no promotion, nothing at all. Just make just make the funnels as easy as possible, as simple as possible. Yep. So if you see the Apple UI, the Apple Store and everything, it's so simplified, right? This should be really the case with the source. If you predict the customer is one product buyer or is going to buy only one product, then don't try to confuse the customer. You're going to lose the customer. We see also based on the results we have and the performance we measure, that most of the revenue uplift comes from the conversion rate, what you just said right now. So like pushing the customers or helping the customers to buy one product, it's better than losing a few customers and then gaining a customer that will buy four products. So that's kind of like the math behind it. So AOE, what you also see from the results, is very hard to be optimized. But conversion is way easier because again, conversion is related to car abandonment.
0: Yeah, you would rather have more sales versus none that's a low hanging fruit to tackle that's a good win exactly yeah so that's a good example optimizing the recommendations or rather at some point capping the amount of products that a person can buy or at least like being suggested to buy and then we also talked about possible coupon suggestions but not always because like you said that's like a it might backfire and you said a lot there, there might be a lot of returns so it's kind of like a 50-50 strategy to implement and then we talked about simplifying or at least redesigning or updating or improving your ui so that people can shop better you're removing the friction like for example apple itself has a really good you know shopping experience because it's very specific and then we also talked about the possibility of recoveries and i think that's also kind of worked into the behemics at some level right because you're saying how do you recover abandoned carts and i think a part of that is email so how do you see ai being applied to you know cart abandonment recovery. So not so much the optimization to reduce it, but to actually just recover those cards, perhaps through active outreach campaigns. How does that work? This is actually a really important
1: field. The solution that I've seen and that we see in the market right now, that work on the recovery part, just for disclosure, PMX right now is fully focused on the pre-checkout experience. So not like in the recovery, but it's more like in the preventive. The reason why we do this is that we see it's a huge gap and the only way to prevent customers is if you have a very advanced AI that is capable of predicting the customer behavior before they do actions. Right? Otherwise, it's late. Right? So that's why, because we see a huge gap in the market, we want to fully focus on the pre-checkout experience. But I can say definitely for sure that we did testings on the recovery, and we saw that the same AI that could be used on the pre-checkout experience where it's capable to predict the reasons, which is really important, why the customers abandon the card. Could be also used on the recovery side these days you usually see like one or two different templates of equals like hey you left product in the car do you want to have a coupon or something but if we would use the ai that we actually did the testings and all stuff from behemix you would actually get a word targeted very specific detail based on the reason why you left the product why you abandoned the card and they left the sword pretty much right so for example if you abandoned the card because you had too many products Even if you receive a coupon, it's not gonna work. Yeah, Maybe you would buy, but then it would backfire because you would return a lot of products. That's even worse. So this is kind of like the thing, but again, it goes in the direction of being able to apply an AI that can explain the predictions. And this is something that is also like still research, even like in the AI space, it's still like research, it's still not like widely used explainable AI, being able to explain the predictions of the models and everything else. But this is something that we're actually applying. we effectively at BMX in production, and it's working, I can say, great. And this has very disruptive potential, especially in the case of the e-com, where you really need to know reasons why customers are banned the cards. Why are, why are they returning products? Why are they doing a specific action? inside instead of trying
0: to generalize cases. Okay. Got it. And I think prevention is better than recovery in this case. So I think that's really amazing what you guys are doing. It's more effective and it's
1: also cost effective too, because again, like when I am outside and everybody's trying to buy something, we're focused on that specific behavior or shopping session. As soon as I leave the store, I have so many things like work life and all stuff that I forget about that. Yes. You will forget about work emails and let alone like a visit you made to a specific brand and you added two products on the cart. That's kind of like the thing and it's way easier to convert customers who are eager to buy who have the potential to buy instead of chasing them with emails and promotions and all stuff that's not a good shopping behavior at the end of the day
0: yep you want to get them there and then and just like help nudge them in the right way just to make sure that they get the most comfortable shopping experience and not get overburdened by excessive card items exactly yeah that's really the case so if someone wanted to learn more about how they can prevent car abandonment and possibly learn more about BMX, like what sorts of resources would you recommend they check out to learn more about this? We do have a list of blog articles that we publish not only
1: on how AI and how BMX use AI, but also in general about car abandonment that they could actually check out and like approaches to reduce car abandonment if you have no approaches in place, right? We're talking there are like, as, as mentioned before, there are a couple of different approaches you can implement so that you keep this car abandonment rate at 70% or, or around 70%. So these are like some approaches and articles. So you could probably just go to our website, gamings.com, and you can see the blog section. You can read about like different topics related to car abandonments and product returns, which again is a big issue, especially for
0: fashion brands. So that's the blog on behemix.com. You guys can find this in the show notes below, and that way you can check that out and get started if you're already not looking at that. Valen, before we conclude this wonderful discussion, what is a good way to get in touch with you if people wanted to find out more about behemix and how they can prevent abandoned cards? Just visit our landing page, behemix.com website, and they could either like reach out to the contact
1: form or they can even reach out to me like directly. To my personal email valen.xafa.bmx.com or on my linkedin profile like valen.xafa and
0: i would be really happy to talk more and, and discuss very cool well valen it's wonderful having you on the show i think we've gotten quite a bit of insights into how ai can be applied to preventing card abandonment and i think it's a good perspective where you don't just focus on the recovery side of it but actually preventing the fact that people are usually betting cards. So Valid, thank you so much for your time for being on the show. Thanks a well, lot,
1: GQ. It was really nice. I had a great time. Thanks for having me here. Thank you so much. And
0: we'll hope to see you on the show sometime in the future. Yeah, definitely for sure. We'll talk soon. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. And thank you all so much for listening to the show. We work really hard to produce this show to support you and your businesses. And now we got a small favor to ask of you. If you could check out our show on Apple Podcasts and review the show, if you're really listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we'd be really keen to hear your feedback. Let us know what you think and we would love to discuss what you want to hear in future episodes. So we hope you've earned your five stars. But in any case, just let us know your opinions. Remember, How We Solve is more than just a show. We offer a full suite of services that can accelerate growth and maximize revenue for your business. So check us out on our website at HowWeSolve.com to learn more. Peace.
1: Is your e-commerce growing so fast that you can't keep up with supporting your customers in real time? Serve them better in any time zone and language. They will thank you with higher conversion rates and repeat purchases. We build and manage your own dedicated customer experience team of live chat and support agents. Get started today. Visit LTVplus.com. That's LTVplus.com.
0: Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.